Welcome to the Canopy IQ podcast. In this episode, we're joined by Cesar Marin, founder of Cultivating Wisdom. Cesar is a veteran news and media producer and a wellness advocate who wants to help people reconnect with their authentic selves through a variety of tools, including microdosing and meditation. Welcome, Cesar. How's life in Atlanta? Adam, thank you very much, first of all, for having me on the podcast. It, it, it's a pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, life is wonderful. Life is wonderful in Atlanta. We're, we're, we're the spring starting to bloom. Uh, so we're starting to get some nice flowers, uh, which is nice. And uh, and, and, and looking forward to the to, to the warmer to the warmer temperature for sure. Nothing like some sunshine and, and spring. So, yeah, I want to start off by setting the stage a bit. So you and I have had some really close parallels just in terms of career trajectory. Both of us worked for major media companies for, for more than two decades. I was at Fox uh, and then, you know, at, at News Corp. I don't know if you watched Succession, but a lot of a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff happening in Succession went down at News Corporation. So very interesting. And, and you were at CNN. You're a veteran producer. And those careers in, in entertainment and media for us kind of came to their they, they kind of came to their conclusion in our 50s, at least speaking for myself. Yeah. You know, at which point we had to reinvent. Right. We had to reinvent ourselves. Correct. which is absolutely not an easy feat in this day and age. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not. It, 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 it's, it's one of those moments, uh, you know, you, you, you get to an age where you get a little bit comfortable. And sometimes when that tree, when our tree is shaking, what, when our foundation is shaking is when we really figure out what we're made of, what we can do, what is the potential. And Adam, I'm a big believer that, 50 and forward should be the best times of our lives. This is the moment when we need to really encompass and take everything that we've harnessed and all the wisdom that we've cultivated in our lives and make the best of our lives, right? Um, Whatever the situation is, whatever the situation is, to really be present, to be in that moment of now because there's, there's, you know, I, I tell people, look, you get to age 50 and there's 50 behind you you're not sure if there's 50 in front of you. That's for sure. Yeah. And if there are, you know, how is that going to be? So as, as we get past that age, and I, I, I don't mean to sound morbid at all, but the expiration date is there. We all have that, yeah. right? So it's sort yeah. of, let's, let's look at that and take that for what it is and make sure that every day that is left, that we wake up every morning knowing that there's hope. There's hope of being a better person. There's hope of a better life. There's hope of as long as we're awake and as long as we we're, we're there, we're present in the morning, then there's that hope. So it's you're right. It, it, it did come at a transitional time in our lives at the age of 50. But um, I think both of us can be proof that it's not the end, right? That losing something at the age of 50 is not the end for both of us. It became a beginning. It became yeah. it was just it was just I think we were both able to look at it as this is a chapter in my life that is closing and now a new chapter is going to open. Our book isn't on the shelf. Our books aren't on the shelf because it's something happened. Our books are open, which is turning a new page and starting a new chapter. I love that mindset. I love that mindset. And for me, I I'd so associated, you know, my identity with my entertainment career. And that when, when that ended, it was like, who am I? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What is my value? What's my worth? And I'd, I'd already had inklings of that. Even in my early 50s, I remember being at a meeting uh, in New York. I was 50 years old, and I didn't want to tell anybody that it was my birthday. I was with a bunch of game producers, and I thought, 
I'm ashamed to turn 50. That's ridiculous. Like what, what's wrong with my, my mindset here. And, and I really carried that with me for, for a while later. I'm 57 now. I've honestly, I can tell you, I've never been happier or more fulfilled. I think Mm -hmm. there is, you know, we have this huge gift of, of being alive and having that experience behind us. I love what you said about the expiration date, my friend, that's, that's really true. So one of my favorite topics is, as we sort of briefly touched on, is uh, being an entrepreneur and having an entrepreneurial mindset. So mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. talk about cultivating wisdom. And, <laughs> you know, you built an entirely new brand from scratch. Yeah. Not an easy task. So can you can you share some insights with us about it's, the journey it, that took you to this foundation? It's it, it, You're absolutely right, Adam. And, and, and it's not an easy task. I'm, I'm, you know, I sort of sometimes look at my past careers. I was a sailor on a ship, right? I was a sailor on a ship. And if I needed to mop, I mopped. If I needed to look over the bow, I looked over the bow. If I needed to fish, I fished. And now I'm the captain of my own ship. So there's a lot of things that need to be in and go and, and have to be done. And that's where that sort of being an entrepreneur, especially for myself at a later age in life. I mean, I was, I was a producer all my life. I didn't, I've never run a business. And now doing this all myself, it's, it's very eye-opening. It's very eye-opening. But... Um, I go back to the metaphor of the captain of the ship. There is going to be days where that water is going to be incredibly choppy. It's going to be incredibly rough. It's going to be incredibly harrowing and scary, but there's going to be, it's a big ocean. It's a big ocean. There's going to be days where it's smooth sailing and it's beautiful. So that's, that's what this whole journey has been about. And it, it started one because of a necessity to do something because I knew I was going to, you know, be laid off from CNN so there was something, there was a necessity for that. There was there was a, the, the eye-opening of, um, let's be honest, there's not a lot of people hiring 55-year-old producers. You know what I mean? They're looking yeah. for young producers who are coming out of school and who will work 80 hours a day if they need to and 40 <laughs> days a week if they have to, which is which is awesome, which is, which is amazing. And not that I couldn't do that, but I would have to get in the door first, and that's, that's difficult. And the other thing is, um, I sort of looked at the situation and said, where's, where's, if I'm to go back into TV, TV news, whether it's sports or whether it's news, how long is that going to be around? TV right. news is going a bit of the newspaper. So there's a lot yeah. of variables in there for me to say, you have to do something for yourself. You have to do something for you. My mother always said, my mom, bless her. She came to this country with one hand in the front and one hand in the back. Very limited education. Um, no high school education. She sort of figured out life herself, um, and 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 she became an entrepreneur, and she sort of made it for herself in this country because there's just the land of opportunity, the U.S. Um, and and she always told me, she goes, "You're never gonna work as hard, but love something so much until it's yours. When mm-hmm. it's yours, when it's really yours, you are going to really encompass it and 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 have this love for it." So I I, I got that from my mom. And then cultivating wisdom comes from, um, if anyone has read about me or heard about me, psychedelic medicine changed my life. Psychedelic medicine came into my life at this moment where I'm transitioning. Um, I realized that there is um, a need maybe for people who are using psychedelic medicine in their life in a more progressive, more responsible way to be able to manifest that they're doing this without needing to wear something too trippy, too psychedelic-ish, too over the top. And that's where Cultivating Wisdom, the apparel brand, is born. Uh, and now Cultivating Wisdom has branched off into a podcast, into a newsletter, 
into uh, myself speaking uh, to groups and individuals about the wonderment of, like you talked about, microdosing and, and psychedelic medicine, um, and becoming part of what is being called the psychedelic revolution, this sort of uh, openness and awakeness of people to the wonderments of plant medicine and psychedelic medicine. So that's, it's, it's, it's all very, like, it's, it's, it's all encompassing this sort of psychedelic cultivating wisdom, losing my job journey that just, the universe knows how it does these things and it just happened to put all these things in my life all at once. Oh, I love that philosophy. So I wanted to touch a bit on a book that I came across when I was at mm -hmm. uh, age, age tech Atlanta and it's called 55 underemployed and faking normal, faking normal, mm -hmm. right? Your guide normal, to a better yeah. life. The author is um, Elizabeth white and mm -hmm. she touched on a lot of themes that really resonate with me uh, and many of which you just referenced. And that would include, you know, ways of rethinking the foundational concepts of, of work itself. What does work mean? Yeah. Right. It's always been chasing yeah. the dollar, chasing the paycheck. But, you know, there are millions of people in their 50s and 60s like us who have a lot to contribute. Um, but unfortunately for many of them, they're now classified as long-term unemployed. And that's that's a yeah. tough place to be in in this day and age. So I wanted to check in with you. And I mean, I've, I've you know, in our brief discussion and our previous discussion, I have found you to be very inspiring. I love your your mindset. So can you, can you share any advice you'd give to, and I, I even hate to use the word older because I don't think that's fair necessarily, but let's just say yeah, folks in their fifties yeah. and sixties, right? Job yeah. seekers, they're confronting yeah, and, and, the challenges of institutional ageism. Yeah. And if they feel like giving up, what, what is, what are some words of encouragement you can give people out there who might be you know, thinking that way? Yeah. I, I, the, 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 the big, the big word is hope. Right. Never, never lose hope. Right. Hope. Hope is the last thing you should ever lose in anything in life. Um, I talked about earlier about how these moments are supposed to be the best moments of our lives. Right. These these sort of later times where our kids are a bit grown up and we can sort of have some time ourselves. I think it, it's time to really look for your passion. Right. For what you're really incredibly passionate about, about what and, and, and people go, well, I'm not sure what my passion is. And I go, OK, when everything is said and done when everyone's off to bed, when you're by yourself and you're with your phone by yourself, what is it that you most love to read about? What is it that you can't get enough of? What is it that you just, you want to know more about? And, and, and whatever that is, try to become in, in, in that spare time or in the time that you have, become an expert in that field. Become the go-to person in that situation. Find people who are smart in that area and emulate what they're doing, find out what they're doing, and figure a way out to be a voice, a thought leader in what you're interested in. That's, that is that is the key to happiness. You know, obviously, we all need to sort of put a roof over our heads, and we all need to sort of bring, you know, money to the table. Um, yeah. We live in an incredible time in our lives where the potential to create income is almost endless. The abundancy to create income is there and it's all on our phone or it's all on our computer. It's, it's, it's there. It's educating ourselves. I think we get to an age sometimes at 50 where we go and we know everything. 
I don't know. What, what else am I going to learn? I mean, I've been here for 50 years. I know everything. Yeah. That's not a good mentality. That's not a good mentality in today's A and age. Once because we don't want to be those those grandparents who are like, uh, uh, little, uh, you know, grandson, can you help me with my phone? Because I don't even know how to turn it on. No. And that's part of education. That's part of, yeah. again, educating ourselves, not being comfortable, not not being okay with just what we have but being better people educating ourselves um to whatever to like i said whatever we're passionate about find find that passion and maybe find a way to monetize it It was funny someone um when the layoffs at cnn um someone said well i'm really not sure what i'm gonna do and you know now you know i'll have some time for myself um you know maybe i'll just i have more time to go to coffee shops because i really love coffee shops and i said well why don't you start a little youtube channel where you are become the expert in the coffee shops in Atlanta and find from the big ones to the smallest ones and let them know that you're coming and reach out to people and find people in the coffee industry. Because if you're really passionate about coffee shops, doesn't mean you have to open one. You don't you have to right. open a coffee shop, but how about why not find out and, and see how you monetize that and, and start a subscription service. You know what I mean? If you want to know where to get the best latte is in Atlanta, you have to subscribe to my channel and I'll tell you the top five places, whatever it is. There's just, there's a lot of potential for all of us. It, it, it's, it's one, I go back to the same thing. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Yeah. You said something else that really resonated with me, which is accessing all these different digital platforms and tools. There are so many of them. And mm -hmm. I think folks, in, in maybe in our age group, again, you know, people in their 50s, 60s, and even 70s have something that they're coping with, which I found out there's actually a, a term for it called internalized ageism, which mm -hmm. is a self-defeating belief that we've fallen behind the times, even if we're currently employed and think of ourselves as tech savvy. Yeah. So defeating this concept of internalized ageism is really important. I know we live in a youthful society. I love it. We, you know, you, we all have teenage kids. I thrive being around them, but you know, I, I waved at the, at the guard today when I was dropping my son off and he's like, Oh, dad, Oh, you're so old. I said, why? Cause I acknowledged the, the guard. And then he kind of just shook his head. And I thought we have to be very careful about that because we're going to be told repeatedly, you know, that we're, we're somehow behind the times, wow. yeah. you know, that, that we're, you know, just because I'm, I'm not going to act cool and worry cool. about somebody's perception. It's like, I'm going to wave at the guy. And it was funny when he's like, you're the only dad who does that. So I kind of, I kind of love that. Yeah. The struggle is real, man. <laughs> the struggle is real. The struggle is real and it's real with everyone. It's real with our kids. It's real with, um, you know, we, we get to that age where we become, we become that you know, here. I'll do that for you. No, let me do it myself. Let me sort of, yeah. let me do it myself. But it's you, 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 you hit upon it where it's ourselves. that psych ourselves out. Right. In other words, yeah. you have two options. You have two options tomorrow. Or either you listen to what someone said and you're not authentic Adam and you wave at the cross guard or you're authentic Adam. And you say, you know what? That's who I am. That's yeah. why people like me because I'm a friendly person because I say hello. And because you know what? Maybe the cross guards having a hard day. Maybe he spilled his breakfast. Maybe he, I don't know, whatever. And just that wave 
might bring a smile to his face. You know what I mean? And in a moment where maybe yeah. he was thinking about my life is horrible, then, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's, I love that you do that, Adam. I love that you take the time to do that because one that says a lot about you, that says a, a lot about who you are, but oh, it talks about the need that we have for that to happen in the world. The need that exists for us to be more connected with other human beings, the need that right. exists for us to once in a while put our phone down and look at the person in front of us and go, how's your day? How, how are you? How are you feeling? How's how's it going? And and I'm concerned that a lot of the mental um, wellness imbalance that we have, some of the emotional imbalances that we have as humans is part that we become disconnected. We become a society where we're always on our phone. Alarm yeah. rings. It's the phone. First thing we pick up is the phone. You know what I mean? We're going to the bathroom. It's the phone. We're having our coffee. It's the phone. We're in our car and it's like, am I going to miss something? It's, 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 it's concerning. It's concerning. And unless we sort of become more conscious, right. And it starts in our own homes, right? Yeah, I should, absolutely. I should sort of, I should hear the alarm and turn to my wife and say, you know, good morning. How are you? How'd you sleep? How was last night? How's it going? And not that the first words out of my mouth are, oh my God, did you see this that I just saw on my phone? Yeah. That's, and, and unfortunately that's what we turn into. So we need more people like you. We need more people who are empathetic and 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 that's what sort of saying hello to someone doesn't it comes from empathy having having that wonderment of other people and empathy is not i feel sorry for you empathy is like i have feelings you know what i mean and that person has feelings and i'm going to touch their feelings by saying hello and just waving at them and making them smile i think that that's that should be a lot of our intentions every day you know, I think as humans, yeah. and that's something. Also, at our age, sometimes we're going we're going through the motion, right? We've turned, we're, we're going through that D, what they call DMT, right? That D, a DMN, that default mode network. The brain is just mm. continuously, it's just in that hamster wheel, that hamster pattern of always. It's always like the same thing. It's always the same thing. And we're, we're not, we're not aware. We're not awakened to. Okay, wait a minute. There's other things around me that I need to sort of be aware of, and especially the people. real world. Yeah especially the other yeah. human connections, these, these human contacts that, that we really need to have. You are, um, you're absolutely a, a people person. I mean, that came through instantly from your website and uh, just the, your messaging. And, you know, one of the things that, that was, I, I think, a tragedy that came out of COVID and that we're still, you know, we're, we're still adjusting to that new normal was a moratorium on that physical interaction. And, all the conferences that ended up getting canceled. And, you know, to your previous point, there's nothing like, you know, one-on-one -on -one human interaction. So where can people find you this year? What's your conference circuit like? What's, what's, what are the cool things happening in 2023 that you're going to be attending that, you know, are going to help you get your message out? Adam, I appreciate you asking me. Um, first of all, people, people can find me uh, CesarMarin.net, C-E-S-A-R-M-A-R-I-N.net. That's that's sort of who I am. Um, like I said, I, I I help you know talk to people one on one about uh, emotional uh, you know balance, wellness balance. Um, so and I like to talk about to to, to bigger groups. Um, so we're doing that. We're sort of you know looking for some keynote speaks to, to to speak at and and to spread the word of consciousness, of balance, of not losing hope of overcoming struggles, which I was able to do. Um, 
I will be we will be uh, cultivating wisdom. Uh, we'll be cultivating wisdom at Psychedelic Science, which is going to be probably the not probably it's going to be the biggest psychedelic event um, to, in history so far. It's four days in Denver at the Denver Convention Center. Maps uh, is putting it on. Maps is you know the biggest organization in psychedelic medicine. Uh, they're putting it together, um, and it's it's just going to be a wonderful wonderful gathering. We're also looking at my, uh, Wonderland. Uh, which is a great event put on by uh, Microdose um, down in Miami in November, um, and we'll be, you know, we'll, we'll be spreading the word. We'll be, we'll be everywhere we possibly can, um, cultivating wisdom. The apparel brand uh, also has a website, which is cultivatingwisdom.net, and again, the idea there is uh, to offer people apparel uh, that's not too psychedelic. It's not psychedelic. It's very clean. It's very organic that we can start these conversations, right? That someone, that I can wear a, a, a nice t-shirt that says microdosing on it with a jacket on it, and I can go to dinner. And people can look at me and say, there's a business owner who's a husband, who's a father, who's a son, who's a member of his community, who volunteers, who votes, and yes, he uses psychedelics. He uses right. them in a responsible way. He uses them as a life performance enhancer. He uses it to be more centered, to be more focus to be more authentic to be more conscious uh to be more empathetic um and 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 he and and he and he does it in a way that's sort of you know it's 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 his own thing so that's that's it that's the theory behind the apparel right that someone sees a shirt like mine and says oh you microdose i've heard about that i've read about that um but i've never been able to talk to somebody about microdosing can you cultivate me with your wisdom um about what the practice is and, and how it is. And to those who don't know, um, I know that microdosing is a, is a term that's out there in, in, in mainstream media. It's, um, it, it's out there, but not a lot, not everyone knows about it. Uh, what microdosing is, it's the practice of using a very small amount of a psychedelic substance. Uh, in my uh, case, I use psilocybin, which is mushrooms. Um, and it's a very small amount, since the word microdose, if a normal dose is uh, let's say you know two two grams this is 200 milligrams so it's a tenth of that dosage and then you're on a protocol um, the protocol that i personally use is called the fatiman protocol which is one day on two days off and you do this for about four to five weeks uh, and then you take an integration break integration is a really powerful and important part of any psychedelic practice um, but you know the advancement in psychedelic medicine is there the 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 the, the research is there um, the evidence is there that people are using this uh, for advancements in getting over depression, anxiety, PTSD. A lot of people, including myself, including myself, have used microdosing uh, to combat and overcome an addiction, uh, which was crippling me for a while. But through microdosing, I was able to 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 find that. So that's that's what we talk about. What we're we're about um, trying to help break the stigma that's associated with psychedelic medicine. Uh, because Adam, uh, a lot of us were programmed. They told us it's going to change your mind. Well, right. that was that was the purpose. <laughs> the purpose is for it to change your mind. The purpose is for it for you to get out of that n continuously hamster wheel of thinking that, that that we're going through to maybe open up that neural pathways to, to new thinking. So you touched on PTSD a minute ago, and I wanted to dig into that topic a bit more especially when it comes to increasing awareness uh, with regard to the U.S. military veteran suicide epidemic, which is absolutely tragic. 
Um, you are helping veterans who are seeking psychedelic-assisted therapies. The statistics are really troubling and really tragic. You know, up to 22 military vets are committing suicide every single day. And that number is actually, from the research I've done, is probably higher. There's a lot of unreported suicide. Clearly, it's a tragedy of unbelievable proportions. And according to the U.S. Veterans Affairs website, approximately 40% of the veteran population is now 65 years or older. We're really looking at an aging population. And this problem, you know, this, this uh, suicide epidemic is going to get worse before it gets better unless we start making some drastic changes, not just to the way we support our vets, but to the way we think about um, how we treat them, not just with respect, but the resources we are allocating towards their lives, towards healing them, and, you know, how we go about it. Can you, can you share some insight? What led you to start thinking about ways to support uh, U.S. military vets? Um, Adam, I, I think that the numbers that you gave, and, and, and I've read those numbers many times, I think they're unacceptable. I think that it, it's, it's amazing. You know, I've heard stories of, of vets to, you know, go to the VA and say, um, you know, I'm having suicidal tendencies. And they, they're told, here, take these medicines and go home. Uh, do you have any guns, by the way? Okay, no, just give them to your neighbors. We're not really addressing the problem, and and the military is incredibly close to my heart. My my son, my middle son, um, is a second lieutenant in the army. Uh, my brother-in-law is a retired uh, Navy vet. Um, so the army is really close to me. So the fact of reading these numbers and 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 just being appalled by 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 what they are, and then realizing that there are organizations that are helping these soldiers cope with the PTSD by taking them uh, and having them have psychedelic experiences um, was something that I said, I need to help. I need to help which whatever I can. I mean, if, if, if psychedelic medicine is helping these soldiers that are coming back with incredibly traumatic situations and it's able to open up their neural pathways and open up their hearts and psychedelic medicine can help them see things in a different way, then, then I'm going to be part of it. So Cultivating Wisdom has committed to donating part of our first year's proceeds to uh, Vet Solutions. Vet Solution uh, is this organization founded by Marcus Capone. Marcus Capone is a, a military vet who came back and realized what was going on, and he's just doing incredible things. Marcus is opening uh, a lot of doors to congressional uh, members and in Washington to sort of really open their eyes of like, hey, this is going on, and there are there are advancements going on. The, the VA is is starting to, to to do more research and more studies, um, but we really we really have to do that. And and you know anyone that's out there who's who's you know contemplating that type of situation because you know we all suffer human conditions. There's help out there. You there's tons of places to go get help. There's a suicide prevention hotline which all you need to call is 988 on your phone talk to people and that's again i go back pat i go back adam to what we talked about it that sort of that lack of connectivity right there's a lot of people who might think i don't have anybody to talk to because i look around and everybody's on their phones yeah. no one wants to hear about me no no one wants to hear my sad story my no we all do we all need to hear our sad stories we all do we need to we need to listen as humans 
you know, we're so quick to talk sometimes at them that we don't listen. And I think that when we listen, then there's empathy. And when there's empathy, there's understanding. And when there's understanding, then we can heal. So we, we really need to listen to these vets. And if you have someone who is a veteran, if you have someone who is in the service, please take the time to check in on them, just to say hello, just to, you know, it's a neighbor, a friend, a family, whoever. These people are sacrificing everything they have. And sometimes they come back and the PTSD doesn't, you know, isn't just because of, holy cow, what I got to see. Sometimes the PTSD is because, like, I came back and what am I coming back to? <laughs> well, there's no point. You know what I mean? Who, who can I talk to? So please, please, I implore you, if you have someone who is in the service um, in your family, just reach out. Just reach out. Say hello. See how they're doing. See how they're feeling. Um, because there, there, there are a lot of people who, who are struggling, um, and maybe they don't just, they just don't want to talk about it. So if, if, if we're there for them, I think, I think that's important, and that's, that's why we've decided. That's why we've decided that, um, that vet solutions is something that, that we want to back and we want to be there for. Um, and, and, and thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who, who's out there listening, who has served, whether it's in this country or any country. Um, thank you for your service. It takes, it takes a lot. It takes a commitment to sort of say, I'm going to go protect my land. I'm going to go wear a uniform that, you know, that's going to defend where I live. So, so that is why, that is why we're hoping, uh, again, more awareness, uh, more discussions, more talks in Washington, uh, more people helping out. Um, there's, there's a couple of, um, organizations and foundations that are helping, uh, find vet solutions for, you know, and, and help with psychedelic medicine. Um, so definitely, you know, look out, look out for that if that's something that, that, that you'd like to help out with. Well, Caesar, thank you for the good work you're doing on behalf of our veterans, as well as the awareness you're bringing to shifting mindsets, destigmatizing a whole slew of really what had been considered taboo ways of thinking and, and behaving. And I, I, I think it's terrific that you are really brave in the way you approach these subjects. You're fearless and you're very disarming. I know this is a this is an audio only podcast, but Caesar has a great smile. He's incredibly warm, and uh, I'm going to be following his work uh, even in more detail. I just I love it. I feel that he is uh, like myself, a fellow traveler. So Caesar, thank you for participating in today's podcast. It was um, really terrific to uh, have the time and the privilege to hear your your insights um, and your thoughts. And I look forward to sharing them with our listeners. Adam, I, I don't know how to thank you. You're, those are incredibly kind words. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled um, by what you just said. And, and I, I greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. I also applaud you for what you're doing. I mean, bringing, bringing these topics, and we talked about it when, when we were first discussing doing the podcast, bringing these topics, these subjects, these matters that a lot of people, you know, 45 and over have a hard time discussing or, or even, yeah, talking about that we that, that that you do this, you know, that you sort of bring these to light, that you sort of say, okay, let's have these discussions, let's have these honest discussions. So, so applause and hats off to you, my brother, for what you're doing. Um, I will also be following what you're doing and, and, and the IQ Canopy, and you know, much luck to everybody out there. Um, again, don't lose hope. Don't ever lose hope. Uh, believe in yourself. Be authentic. Um, Adam does that. I, I can tell from the moment uh, that, that, that I first met him. So, you know, wonderful on him. And again, Adam, like I said, thank you very much. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored to be a part of your podcast. 
Thank you, Caesar. More to come and we'll do it again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Canopy IQ podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get notified when new episodes release and learn more by visiting canopyadco.com.